Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with my co-host, Barbecue Hall of Fame member Leanne Whippen, and we're coming to you from our respective Turn It, Don't Burn It studios on opposite ends of the country, one in Portland and one in Tampa. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef the way nature intended to be. Find out more about uh, Painted Hills, just go to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Well, we're very fortunate to have our friend, Chef Ray Sheehan back with us as our first guest of the year. Yay, clap Yay. for Ray. Um, Ray's been busy besides writing uh, cookbooks and, and doing his barbecue stuff. He uh, had a restaurant, and now I, we're going to find out if he sold it or not. And uh, he's been very busy, always creating. Ray, welcome to the show. Well, what a great way to start the new year. Thank you for having me on the Barbecue Nation, uh, one of my favorite shows. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. And we appreciate that. So what's going on in New Jersey? Oh, man, it's just been, um, you know, quite a roller coaster the last year. Uh, looking for bigger and better things in 24. Um, I think the last time we spoke, uh, my book came out, Big Green Egg Basics. Uh, yep. Uh, and I, I'm here to report that it was uh, barbecue book of the uh, runner up barbecue book of the year for the National Barbecue and Grilling Association yeah, last yes. year. Thank you. So mm -hmm. uh, I think um, I think Meet, Meet Mitch's book was uh, in first place. So it was I was in great company. So uh, a lot has happened since then. Um, towards the end of 22, I, you know, I had a sauce and seasoning company. And um, I sold the trademark to the name. And if, in effect, I basically closed that chapter mm. or I was going to rebrand and I've, uh, temporarily closed it. And we opened a restaurant called Ray's Roadside Kitchen. Um, it featured handcrafted burgers, uh, southern fried chicken and barbecue specialties. And um, we became known for having one of the top bowls of chili in the state, some of the best fried chicken. Um, but ultimately, and unfortunately, the restaurant didn't work out as much effort as we all put into it. Um, had a few partners, and uh, in the end, we ended up closing. And then it it got to a point where you know I had to do some soul searching. Um, hence the you know moniker Chef Ray Sheehan. I went back to my roots. Um, I have 25 years experience in the hospitality and restaurant. Uh, and food industry yeah so um you know creating recipes and you know getting back to my writing i, I write for the barbecue barbecue news magazine i do recipes articles uh product reviews from time to time and um you know and cookbooks so i've tried to get back to that and you know doing my uh basically like private events private uh, chef catering um and corporate catering 
And uh, so it's it's been a challenge. It's been a little bit of a challenge. And as you both know, with restaurants and sauce and seasoning companies and all that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's <laughs> right. I mean, it's um, it can pose its challenges. So, yeah, you're uh, you're talking to the right group of people here, Ray. Um, <laughs> Uh, you also said that keyword partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, a partner, a partnership uh, is like a great is like a marriage, right? And it's mm-hmm. great when it works, and when you're both on the same page, or however many of the partners there are are on the same page. Um, but if any one of the partners, uh, respectively, is in a different direction, it really poses some really really big issues for your business. Sure. Yes, it does. Um, Even if there's good intentions. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. I think there's always for the most part, good intentions, but my experience, and I don't want to go too far in the weeds on this. And like Leanne (laughs) can certainly. uh, That's a whole nother show. (laughs) (laughs) That's a month's worth of shows. Yeah. 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 And I'm not just talking about your experience, but yeah. You know, like you said, um, couple of business things I've been in over the years where there were multiple, multiple partners that never worked that, that just didn't work because uh, a fictitious scenario here. If you had three partners and yourself, three of you, as you said, might be on the same page and one wants to go to Botswana or something. You right, know what I mean? Right. It just, yeah, it just doesn't work. And so you try to rein them in and then that undercurrent, starts to wear on the other partners and you know if if you're the uh managing partner or whatever it can still erode the enthusiasm and stuff and it's very very difficult so i i commend you for giving it a big good old college princeton try there uh the reason i say princeton is because we watched oppenheimer the other night so i've been thinking about new jersey but the point is is it, it restaurant business food business is tough it's very tough. And I mean, in its own right, it's very tough. And, right. get- and, and I was the managing partner the day to day. And um, it, it just, there's so many reasons why a business will succeed or fail. And having great food is really just the start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many other things that need to be in place. Well, I, um, I liked it. What I read about it, I've never, I'd never got to go to it, Ray, but of course, but uh, what I liked about it is you were a, and you kind of address this at the opening of the show, you were kind of a homestyle restaurant with a, with an accent of barbecue, not a barbecue restaurant with an accent of homestyle. And, and that last uh, description, if you will, and I'd like uh, Leanne's take on this. That's what a lot of barbecue restaurants do you know, a lot of um, pit stops and stuff, you know, they're like, Hey, we've got barbecue, but we've also got grandma's macaroni and cheese here. And yet when I looked at your menus and stuff a few times, it was always, we've got the fried chicken, but we've got a touch of, you know, bourbon sauce or something. So uh, I, I, I really liked that um, motif, if you will. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, basically somewhat of a, country style comfort food, really. I mean, and on, you know, Saturdays we featured, well, Fridays and Saturdays, we had uh, 
slow smoke brisket. Uh, we had our pulled pork on the menu. Then we used the pulled pork to do uh, a slow smoke Cubano sandwich. Um, and, and then, you know, like the homie kind of comforting mac and cheese. And, uh, and then we would do some, some nice specials. So we, we weren't a diner, like a New Jersey diner, but we had a little something for everybody for lunch and dinner type place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leanne, when you're, you've done this a lot. I know when mm-hmm. you put together a menu like that, I mean, we're all very familiar with, with food and, and restaurants and stuff here today. But when you're looking at putting a menu together, how do you decide the direction of the, the offerings on a menu? I mean, because that really is the tale of what the restaurant is about. Right. Because people are looking for what they're in the mood for, you know, Italian, Greek, barbecue. Sure. So you have to focus on what the name of the restaurant is and what it represents. Um, you can certainly add things to the menu. I mean, you know, vegetarian craze, you know, in order to get a group that's going to come in that has vegetarians, you've got to put a couple veggie items on there so that they will come because that one person might, you might lose that group. So you have to think about things like that. Specials are always a good draw. Um, but you do have to focus on, you know, the specialty that you're trying to, or the cuisine that you're trying to convey, because if you get into that too much mishmash, you're going to lose your identity and you're going to turn into a diner, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, then, and you yeah. and that's what happens. You can't, a lot of the diners here in Jersey, the menus are so big and, and I do love diners, but mm-hmm. it's, when you have a huge menu like that, it's really hard to keep everything fresh. So yeah. try to keep it a little bit smaller of a menu. And like our burgers were um, ground fresh every day. We didn't use a frozen patty, you know, those types of things I feel like make a difference. Um, if, if you're able to have a butcher do that for you every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, that's what we wanted to do. So I got to ask you guys, when, when I go sit down at a restaurant and Leanne's been to the little town I live in and you can go to them and they're, they're fine. They're they're Some of them are diners. Some of them are a little better, not much, but you go there and you look at the thing and you look at the menu. And like you said, the menu is a little lofty, a little bigger than you know, what you were directed at in, in yours or Leanne's. But I look at that and I'm reading that and I go, okay, that comes from Cisco. That <laughs> that comes from Food Services America. You know, I'm looking at that right. comes from Cash and Carry. And uh, I, I doubt if too many people sitting at the restaurant when my wife and I are there are thinking in those terms. Mm-hmm. But that's the way I look at menus anymore. But when I go to a a diner like yours, Ray, and they say, you know, we grind our, our burger every morning, you know, or, right. uh, you know, we, we go to the fish market every morning, something like that. That gets my attention. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like, I love onion rings. And the first thing I'll ask is, do you make the onion rings in house? And, the, yeah. and they have to tell you. And so obviously if you want Cisco onion rings, <laughs> they do not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they look at you and go, no, but we got a 50 pound bag back there in the freezer for you. You know, <laughs> we can whip some up. Like but that. you know, five guys, they focus on their fries being fresh cut and made, you know, to order, you know, those are the draws and, yeah. you know, makes it, it more home cooked than it is out of a box. Yeah, and I and I do that, and I and I also look at that. Uh, I don't 
eat too many of them or drink too many of them. But if they offer milkshakes, for example, and it's summertime, I want to know if it's not a powdered confectionery, if they're actually putting real ice cream in there that doesn't come out of a soft serve. You know what I mean? It's not formulated. They put real strawberries in there. They have to put something a little sweeter sometimes than real strawberries, for example. I like strawberry milkshakes, but when you look at that, that that's a sale for me or from me, mm-hmm. you know, sure. like that. I look at that. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with uh, Chef Rayshian and Ms. Whippin here on Barbecue Nation. I hope you all had a great holiday season and a good new year. I made black bean soup for New Year's. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to the nation, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Leanne Whippen. Uh, real quickly, if you want to email us, you can um, just go to the website, which is barbecuenationjt.com. There's a contact uh, icon there. Uh, you can do that. Um, uh, you can also send it to info at barbecuenationjt.com. You can follow us on Facebook. Um, both Leanne and I and, and Ray also, we have, you know, large Facebook pages pages um got other platforms uh, x formerly known as twitter and instagram leanne's big on instagram i know that mm-hmm. and so just go out there follow us have some fun we're talking with uh, chef uh, ray sheehan today and ray's been on the show before before he's uh it's my first show back so i'm getting a little tongue-tied here i haven't talked this much <laughs> in, in five weeks um I want to follow up with just one more thing on the restaurant, Ray. What's the biggest thing you learned out of that experience? Yeah, you had plenty of experience going in with, you know, being a chef, being a caterer, being in food service for uh, a while. We don't have to date ourselves this morning. But uh, what what's the biggest thing you think you learned out of that? On the food side, let's keep it positive. On I, the food I side. I think, absolutely. Uh, I think on the um, on the food side, you know, when I when I sat down um, with the partners to come up with the concept uh, for the restaurant, the concept became uh, like comfort food, a take on, you know, with some barbecue specialties and, um, you know, the burgers were big and the fried chicken in this area. There wasn't a lot of fried chicken. And we we created um, I created this like the dredge that you would dip the chicken into and it was had a real nice southern crispiness to it um but i guess my biggest takeaway would be stick with what you're known for i am known in the barbecue space and everyone that walked through the door wanted to know why there wasn't more barbecue on the menu and when it came clear to us that we should pivot not we we didn't pivot in the in the right way to to make that happen so i think sticking to your guns to uh, what you what you know or what you believe in your heart will work that would probably be what one of my biggest things um mm-hmm. going forward was there anything on the menu that you thought would be a hit that was kind of halfway to where you expected it you know you didn't so in believe it or not i i, I mean i don't know one particular thing but 
like we people would walk through the door. This place had been a breakfast lunch place for so long. Um, people would walk through the door and order breakfast. I mean, or they would order stuff that wasn't on the menu or they would, wouldn't even look at the menu. And that was just really frustrating. Like if, if someone just walks in your door and just starts ordering, but they don't even look at the menu. That was really hard. That was, yeah. that was like, you know, that was challenging. I, I know one thing that when uh, I do get to uh, come to New Jersey and see you in person, I want you to cook that part, that uh, fried chicken for me. That stuff looked phenomenal. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, I've, I've had to um, go back to my roots and in a way um, reinvent myself for the last 10 years. I've had, you know, a, a barbecue business of some sort. And um, one of the things that I've gotten to do that was pretty fun that I didn't have time to do before is occasionally now I'm a guest co-host on the baseball and barbecue podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's really, mm -hmm. yeah, that's really fun <clears throat> to me. And um, something that I'm working on uh, that I'm writing, I've gotten to do a lot more writing. Um, I've gotten to interview a lot of people in the, in the barbecue space and um, a lot of hall of famers. And one of the people that I got to talk to was uh, Dave Raymond and he gave me some advice about sauce business and if i was to rebrand and i mean like i don't know what other community would be so helpful in every every single way possible like here's someone who built their sauce company into a behemoth and then sold it and is just so gracious to help others i mean you know i can really appreciate that and i hope mm -hmm. one day i'm in a position to help others as well mm -hmm. oh absolutely um dave's been on this show he was a hoot to talk to and uh um uh, that was quite a journey he's had i'll put it that way like that oh, yeah. are you a big baseball guy i love baseball yeah i mean i i haven't had as much time to watch it as i used to but but yeah i do love baseball so uh ray we got a couple minutes before we got to go to break you were talking about kind of rebranding and getting back to yeah. your roots what are you working on right now any another book or anything? Well, I do have I have, I'm working on a book proposal um, and I'm also working on a, a big writing project, which we'll probably uh, discuss later this year. But it's um, it has to do with barbecue sauce. So I'm, I'm doubling down on the barbecue sauce, doubling down on writing about barbecue in, in every way. Um, like with the barbecue news, I'm trying to expand my um, like not just submitting a recipe but also you know upping my article my content creation mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean 2024 i have a couple i have i'm going to be featured in some other people's cookbooks um one is um going to be a pretty big one and the other one is a friend of mine who's got a great book coming out on uh Mushrooms is called Mushroom Gastronomy. That one is coming out uh, this spring. And I have, uh, you know, a little feature in there. So I'm, I'm really just trying to focus on me as a brand. Um, my website's going to be up uh, probably in the next month or so, reishian.com, where you'll be able to get recipes and tips and tricks and info information on events and classes and stuff like that. Um, and there'll probably be some products at some point. I just, I, I'm not ready to jump in with both feet just yet. Um, definitely will be able to get my cookbooks on there. Um, and 
I've also gotten to spend some time creating content for company, other companies and working with other companies like uh, Forge to Table Knives and Bear Mountain Barbecue and Magna Chef and some of these other companies that um, I really uh, can appreciate their products. I know to you, you guys um, from when I was listening to your show that you're going to be working with some great companies as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we are. That's true. Um, we're going to take another break. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to take another break. So we're going to step away for a couple minutes. Be back with Chef Ray Sheehan right after this. You're listening to Barbecue Nation. Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Uh, Thank you for being with us today. We appreciate that very, very much. It's the first show of 2024. And I know Leanne and I and Ray all hope you have a wonderful 2024 I never thought when I was 30 years old that I would ever say the date 2024. It just mm-hmm. it didn't ever occur to me. Anyway, we would like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way you uh, are nature intended and you will like. You can go to their website at uh, paintedhills.com uh, and um, you can order online there and um, come right to your door. And also, drum roll please, pig powder. Pig powder mm-hmm. was uh, voted the best rub on the planet. Pig powder is, uh, I won't say the creation of Miss Whippin. It was the creation of her father, but she is the uh, general at the helm now of pigpowder.com. And uh, well, by the way, did, I was. It did really help me win um, on the Flay versus Simon uh, yeah, show. Yeah. And uh, Bobby Flay. I've been on two shows, a throwdown with him also. And in both times he commented on the pig powder, how much he loves it. I was going to, I was going to tell you after the show, um, I actually used it in some other dishes over the holidays just to kind of mess around with stuff. And it worked out very well, but I, I don't want to take up the time here in this Mm -hmm. show and, and tell you that because it may be something you can incorporate into one of your recipes or something. Anyway, We are talking with Chef uh, Ray Sheehan. Ray's been on the show a number of times over the years. We always appreciate his time and efforts to be with us. Um, So you were talking uh, before we went to break, Ray, about you might bring out some products, uh, some sauces or rubs or something like that. So I'm going to pose a a hypothetical to you. Um, Do you think there are too many at this point that people get confused about them? And yeah, I mean, so that's kind of my 
hesitation. So, I mean, I did it for a long time and right. I've won a lot of awards for the sauces, but, you know, I feel like you really have to have some money behind it and yeah. you have to be able to continuously reinvest into it. And from what Dave Raymond tells me, you have to buy shelf space, which I never did, yeah. but you have to buy shelf space. So, you know, I don't want to be on a hamster wheel and just sell enough to be able to buy more. Like, you know, been there, done that. And, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sauces, but there's a lot of great sauces oh, yeah. too. I yeah. mean, and, and I feel as though I really had something good to offer or great to offer the barbecue community with my sauces. It's really just a matter of how much or how deep I want to get into it again. Like I've gotten help uh, two other brands with their products. And I really kind of like that. Like I like, you know, being able to help a brand bring their product to market. And so I'd really like to get a licensing deal with my sauces. That would be great. Like a big company that wants a private label, you know, these sauces, um, maybe the seasonings as well, but that, that, that's very appealing to me. I can, I can give you a prime example of what you're talking about there, Ray. There's a lady that lives, um, uh, uh, down in Philadelphia. She's a, she's a minister and she follows me on, on Twitter and stuff. She's a very nice lady. I don't want to throw her name out on there. And she makes some great sauces one day. And the, the UPS guy brought me these three big jars, Mason jars of sauces. And I tried them and they were wonderful, but she doesn't really have any money. She doesn't have uh, the licensing and the branding and all that. And I know that she's hoping like a lot of people that Kraft or McCormick or somebody comes by and says, Hey, that's great. We got to have it. Chances are that. And I, I actually called her on the phone one day cause she asked me for help. And I said, you can, you know, you can hope for that. But that's chances that are pretty slim, really. Mm -hmm. But how how do you break through? How do you break through if you're an individual like that? I mean, Leanne's pig powder. She's got her dad's name uh, as the inventor. She's got her name on it. She's got notoriety. Her dad had notoriety. Um, but that's a that's a long road too. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, how do you break through? First of all, I have to order some pig powder. I haven't tried it yet, so there's okay. that. I will ship you some. Okay, <laughs> but I we'll definitely have that. God bless you. <laughs> but uh, but it's you. You know, it's a lot of work. Even like I said, Dave Raymond even told me is as popular as Sweet Baby Ray's was, uh, as it was a growing company. He would do ride-alongs and go with the uh, distributor and talk it up to the stores and then do demos. I mean, you really have to work it. It has yeah. to be other than now, other than having your regular job and making money, doing the sauce has to be your number one priority or, 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 or seasoning. It's, it's a lot of dedication. There's a lot of influencers that think, Oh, you know, gee, I'm going to have a, a rub or a sauce. And, and then they, they do it and it goes nowhere because mm -hmm. they don't realize that. Yes. You may be popular right now, but there's people that maybe haven't seen you on that show and you need to get it out there. You have to get people to try it. And it is a lot, a lot of work, a lot of money and a lot of time. So it's the same thing as a restaurant. Having a great recipe is really step number one. There's a lot of steps involved and you have to be willing to put the time and the work in. 
as they say, fame is fleeting and um, not being disparaging to anybody. But no, I think you, your, your, your point there is well taken that um, you may be an influencer. Good for you. I hope you're doing no, well with that. But are you still going to be that person a year and a half from now when you've got $10,000 worth of product <laughs> right. sitting in your garage and it's not going anywhere? Mm -hmm. You know, it's very difficult. And um, I've done store demos. I know Leanne has done store mm -hmm. demos. We still do them if, if the right people ask us to do it. And you get out there and that makes a huge difference. But you got to cover a lot of ground, not only with a particular individual store, but with a chain or uh, a geographic region to get started. It's a lot of hard work. You know, I think that the mistake that a lot of people that I talk to um, that are trying to build a, a brand, a sauce brand, one of the things they say is, oh, well, I got my product in five stores in my county or whatever, in my mm -hmm. area, but I really want to get the next state over. I really want to get two states over from there. What you need to do is start and get a nucleus and build that nucleus and build that momentum and get like, you know, the first couple of miles around you and then build out from there. You don't have to be in California. You have to sell, you have to be in 240 stores, let's say in your area first. Don't worry about getting, because shipping the product, that's a whole nother issue. Like getting right. it, like I had glass bottles, they were heavy, there's breakage, you know, oh, yeah. and if you, if you sign with a distributor, there's all kinds of rules that you have to go by. If the customer drops a bottle, you bought it. If they return it for any reason or no reason at all, you bought it. So focusing on, like I focused on independence because they could, the decision makers, you didn't have to pay for shelf space. They can decide whether they want to bring you in. It's easier to set up demos, but start with that nucleus and work your way out versus worrying about getting it in, you know, 10 states away where you have to ship it. I have some folks that I know here that created uh, some barbecue sauces. Uh, they were pretty good marketers, but when they went to what is now part of the Kroger world up here, and the gentleman was telling me this, he said, yeah, he said, you know, uh, they're taking uh, you know, four cases for these 10 outlets and blah, blah, blah. And I said, how many cases do they want for free? You know, yeah. and um, and he said, well, four. So you're you're talking only four. Or are you talking eight? Well, we're really talking eight. Well, you know, when you got eight cases times 10, that's 80 cases. Pretty soon those numbers add up to be, you know. Huge is the best way to put it. Huge. It's a, it's a tough gig. If you make it, I think, you know, anybody that's made it has done a, a remarkable job. Uh, but selling that at the retail level, I think sometimes I think if you've got a big enough deal, uh, big enough claim to fame and all of that, uh, just doing the online sales or maybe even the Amazon oh, yeah. sales, you know, are much better for people. Yeah, I, I, I did a lot with, with my online store and, and then I, you know, I had some business owners, um, who like say builders or, car salesman who had a lot of clients that of like I had one guy who had a roofing business and every time he did a job, he would mark down. Okay. They like barbecue. I don't know how he asked them, but at the end of the month, every month I would get like an order for like one dozen or two dozen gift boxes. And that paid the bills. I kept the lights on, you know, yeah. like over and over. If you have a couple people like that, I mean, 
The more you can sell yourself, uh, to sell the product yourself, the more money you're going to make. Retail is very difficult. You know, it going with all the rules, like you said, the paying for shelf space, the returns, the, oh, we're opening another location. We want, you know, two cases of each SKU that you have. And say, if you have five SKUs, that's 10 cases. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it adds up. Yeah, it's 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 a tough gig. And my hat is off to people that um that finally make it and can get even if it's regional distribution if they yeah. really want to do that. But I think like the way Leanne does it and what you have been talking about here, that may be the the smarter way to go cuz all of a sudden you do not have 10 layers of bureaucracy and rules and regulations between you and the the deposit slip, you might say, you yeah. know, and also too, you're, you know, the, the sauce manufacturers, um, you know, they have minimums. I had a, a bottler who started me at 50 cases. And by the time we were done, there were 600 cases of each flavor. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm out. I can't, where am I going to put it? Who's going to finance it? I mean, it's 600 cases, you know, it's only good for two years. You got to move it. Yeah, it's a lot of sauce. It's a it's a huge amount of work. Um, we're going to uh, take a quick break here. We're going to be back with Chef Rayshian and Ms. Whippen, Hall of Famer, um, right after this on Barbecue Nation. Please stay with us. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Uh, We'd like to thank the Oregon Crab Commission uh they're supporting this show and the golf show <clears throat> excuse me um in fact leanne got a taste of oregon dungeness crab amazing uh, for the first time this year mm-hmm. this last year it's a new yeah. year i gotta do that um it's great stuff and uh you can go to the oregon crab commission uh their website and uh take a look at uh, how it's harvested and all that stuff, but you can find it uh, in most major retailers all over the world, actually. So anyway, we do that. Uh, as I said, we're talking with Chef Ray Sheehan today. Where do you so think? Do you, we, go ahead, Leanne. I I'm was going So do you have a new book? You're doing a proposal, so it hasn't been accepted yet. You're just working on it. Correct. Yeah, um, I've so the first two books that I did, I did unagented, and um, it's my desire to seek an agent now. So in order to do that, um, I'm contractually obligated to show my publisher this proposal first because they have mm-hmm. right of first refusal. But I really want to try to get this agent that I have in mind. So I want to really do a great proposal, and um, then I can. You know, so if it doesn't work out to go with the current publisher, which I hope it does, but if it doesn't, then it can be shown to various other publishers. Mm-hmm. That's well, not an easy. That. No, yeah, not. that's not an easy gig either, Ray. Writing books. Well, no, I mean honestly, the way we did the first two, it was easier to just uh, the proposal process for that was so much easier than writing. Like this proposal has to be so much more thorough because it's the business plan for the book. Yeah. Um, so, but I love to do it. I honestly, like, 
I just get in a zone. I love to write and I've, it, it's a process of revision. So it's kind of like you're molding like a piece of something down into something more concise and, uh, under, you know, understandable and, and great for the reader. Do you, uh, do you find it sometimes it's hard to get inspired or just, just things just pop into your head and no, things just pop into my head. It's almost like there's too much, um, like, cause you could sit there, right? Like I'm sure Leanne could think of 20 things she could write a book about, right? She could write, you know, ribs, tailgating, um, you know, uh, women in barbecue. I mean, there's so many things that you could do, but then when you sit down, you have to say, okay, which one of these things, um, is relevant today and what do I think is going to sell? Cause by the time you're done, it's going to take almost two years. So in two years from now, what is going to be something that people are interested in, you know, and purchasing and right. why do they need it as a book, as opposed to a news, uh, a, a, a newspaper or magazine article, or, you know, what makes it a book versus mm -hmm. that. So, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into the thought process of like, you know, so it, it's just, I, there's just so, so many things that I have thought of, but then I'm like, okay, well, that's not really a book. You know, like that's, that's more like a, a splash. That's not a. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a, there's a trend. Um, Leanne and I have talked about this a little bit at times off the air, but there's a trend that you can do uh shorter abridged versions if you will and sell them as an ebook for example for kindle uh, i'm just right. giving you that yeah um, i know and they're and you know some of them can sell for 99 cents and you think well that's not much money but if you sell you know 15,000 of them that 99 cents adds up mm -hmm. and it's very easy for people to um you know, if they're into the Apple stuff or whatever they're whatever platforms and stuff they use is irrelevant. You make it available on all the platforms. Yeah. Um, and I know Meathead has done that a few times with what you know, he wrote a little quick book about sous vide because he's a sous vide savant. But he uh <laughs> he did that, but it sells a lot, you know. Um, and then he moves on to the next one. But that original is still there and available for people as time goes on. So uh, I don't I don't think we'll ever get away from hardcover books, if you will. I'm still a guy that likes to hold a book in my hand and read it uh, and put it on the shelf when I'm done. But uh, sometimes that. If you I don't know, I don't sound like a dinosaur here, but the new age way of doing things uh, is a, actually um, affords a quicker return. I'll put it that way. Mm hmm. So I don't know if you ever considered that, Ray, but. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I've definitely thought about it, but I think ultimately right now I'm like you, like I prefer, I like, I love going to the bookstore. Um, my wife and I, that'll be like a hot Friday night. We'll go to the bookstore and go to the cafe. It's like, you know, <laughs> get a new book and, uh, you know, a coffee. Uh, I mean, I love coffee. I'm into roasting coffee now too. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. But, well, maybe, uh, maybe that's a, a book. Yeah, maybe that's the way you tie it in. You tie coffee with barbecue, and um, Starbucks backs the whole thing. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It could do that. Um, where do you see yourself? Hopefully, four or five years from now. 
four or five years from now. Um, I, honestly, I would like somehow to be making a bigger contribution to the world of barbecue. I mean, yeah. that's something that the, the the paper that I'm working on uh, right now, which we'll be able to discuss probably around June, um, that's going to be a big piece of it. And and I like I I want to be I want to be somebody who made a contribution to not just like to help other people, not just to like oh what am I going to get out of it, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that to me that's that's where in in four or five years, whether it's more books, this paper, um, teaching more, like getting you know I. I I love the future of Q with uh, that's put out by barbecue news magazine. I love the fact that it's inspiring our next generation of pit masters and grillers and um, keeping it going. And I'm not the type of person that like, if I learn something great about brisket, I'm going to keep it to myself. I want to be able to share it with others because I would like there to be more great brisket, not just, you know, in certain places like, uh, in the South or in the West. I mean, so to me that, that, that means more than anything that I would um, accomplish just like for me personally, you know, that would be rewarding. Uh, Enjoy barbecue. And I think right now we're in a very good place. Yeah, I think so. You know, what do you think, Leanne? Always. We're always in a great place and there's always new things, technology, uh, people, their twists, you know, on barbecue. That's going to be it for the time of this part. We're going to do after hours in a second, but we want to thank uh, Chef Ray Sheehan. When's your uh, website going to be ready? Should be ready by Valentine's Day. Okay. RaySheehan.com. Okay, so that that that's not too far away. So we want to thank Ray, and I want to thank uh, Leanne, as always. And um uh, you can go to our website, barbecuenationjt.com, or Leanne's got a website, and I've got another, mm-hmm. I got a couple other websites, so you can check them all out. But we will be back next week here on Barbecue Nation with another edition of the show. Until then, remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.